0: If you have your Bibles this morning, look with me in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Y'all glad to be here today? I want to say this, to be a 4th of July weekend, there's a lot of people in the Lord's house. Thank you for your dedication, your faithfulness to the Lord. I'm telling you, He's worthy of it, isn't He? He's worthy of our time, He's worthy of our worship, He's worthy of our praise. And man, it blesses my heart to look back there and see Michael Linder that's battled and battled and see him here, see Brother Jerry back there off of neck surgery two weeks and here he is worshiping the Lord. And uh, Man, God's so good. God is so good. I do want to thank you for praying for us this week at church camp. We carried, I believe, 47, 48 to camp. We had a great week. Thank you for your prayers I told them this morning in Sunday school, the toughest battle that I have is I'm a little too OCD to be staying with 30 boys in a cabin. And uh, you've never seen the mess that I saw this week. and uh, But God got me through that mess. And uh, we had two from our group get saved, I believe about 25 or 30 in the whole camp that got saved. So we praise the Lord for this, continue to remember them as they follow the Lord in their life. Galatians chapter 5, if you would stand with me. And I do want to say again uh, this evening, I want to invite you back, 5 p.m. We will have church in here. We will have preaching at 5 p.m. Then after that we're going to have fellowship. Please come, please stay in fellowship with us and be prepared for this. Galatians 5 and verse 1. Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Aren't you glad to be free this morning? And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. If you would, look over in verse 13. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. Lord, I pray that we would apply this... Lord, I pray that you'd give me grace and mercy to present it in a proper way so that people can understand it, Lord. Give us understanding of your Word. Lord, I pray that souls would be saved. Lord, I pray that we would take advantage of this liberty, Lord. And Lord, I'm glad that you can set us free today. Lord, I'm glad of the freedom that we have. Lord, I'm glad that we have this right and this freedom to worship you in this country. Lord, so many doesn't have it. And Lord, may we realize how precious that freedom is. We love You. We praise Your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you on this subject. When liberty gets in the way. When liberty gets in the way. And I believe we can all agree that we have been given an enormous amount of liberty. First, as human beings. We have the liberty to make free will choice. We have the liberty to do as we please. God has given us that right. God has given us that free will choice to make the decisions in our life. And thank the Lord as Americans, we live in a country that we can exercise that liberty. Not every nation allows you to exercise that liberty. But blessed be to the name of the Lord that we still live in a country where we can exercise that liberty and freedom and do as we please and serve the God of heaven and serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because not all Christians can, but thank the Lord we can in this country. We have the right, we have the freedom, we have the liberty as Americans. It's amazing how much we can do on our own. It's amazing how much choice we have because we are Americans. When other people live in other countries and their their path is laid out for them and they're forced into the military and they're forced into different jobs, into this and into that because the government governs their whole life. I'll tell you what, we're blessed to be Americans today. We're blessed to have the liberty and freedom to worship Jesus, to take, thus saith the Lord, out to the world and stand upon this publicly and to pray publicly. Man, I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of freedoms today. We've got a lot of liberties today, but not only as Americans, but as Christians. If you've ever been saved, you have a lot of liberty. You have a lot of freedom. God has given you victory over your battles. I'm telling you those things that you battle with, God has given you victory. And I'm glad today in Christ, He has given us liberty, He has given us freedom beyond our imagination. I want you to know that I'm glad that I live in a country that I can be the Christian that God has called me to be that I can do whatever God has called me to do in this country. And this country, by her rules and her regulations, allows me that freedom to do what God has called me to do. Man, what a blessing. What a blessing that we get to go to church three times a week. I got about three amens out of that one. What a blessing. What a blessing that we get to come and get out of the world and have that liberty to worship Jesus openly. Man, what a blessing it was to carry 40-something kids up to Bog Springs and have the liberty to go and do that. Man, we are given so many rights and liberties that I'm afraid sometimes we take advantage of. And I believe sometimes we have lost sight of all of the liberty that God has given us. And when we look to the Old Testament and we see the nation of Israel and we see the liberty that God gave them over and over and over, there were times that they did not exercise that liberty. There was times that they had so much liberty that that liberty got in the way of what God had called them to be and to do. If you remember, God set them free. He gave them liberty out of the house of Egypt, and He set them free. And boy, they come out, and they were singing, and they were shouting, and they were praising. And it took three days for them to say, take us back to bondage. Take us back to bondage. And friend, you've got liberty. You can say that today. You you have that choice. You have that right. As Christians, liberty should be appreciated. It should be enjoyed and it should be applied. We need to understand the liberty God has given us. We should understand the liberty America has given us and take advantage of the liberty that we have as Christians. But I've learned this as Christians. It takes a sense of discipline to be who God has called you to be. Because you have the right to be a nobody. If you want to be a nobody, you have that right to be a nobody. If you want to be a failure, you have that liberty. If you don't want to do anything for God, you have that right and that liberty today. And I kind of think about it like this. It's it's like a small business owner. When they go into business, and they've been working for somebody all these years, but now they have their own business. And you know the one word that comes when we talk about a small business owner is the word disciplined. If you're not disciplined as a small business owner, you're going to fail in a hurry. Because now you have the right to go and do whatever you want to do. Now you have the right to say this and say that and spend this and spend that. And as a small business owner, you have to have that discipline to buckle down and do the right thing. And just because you can do it, doesn't mean it's always the right thing to do. And as Christians, just because we can do it, doesn't mean it's always the right thing to do. Amen, church? We need to be disciplined. And I believe sometimes we have been given so much liberty and so much freedom that we have lost the discipline that we need as Christians. May I tell you that liberty can get in the way. It can get in the way. I want you to look in verse 13. I want you to notice the first point here. When liberty gets in the way, it becomes an occasion... To the flesh. Notice Galatians 5.13. It says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty... Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. The word occasion in the Greek means a starting place, base of operations. It simply means foundation. And he says, do not let that liberty be the starting point. Don't let it be the foundation of the flesh. I want you to know if you look back in verse 1. It says, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. When you got saved, Christ made you free. He made you free. And you have the liberty to choose Christ today. And you have the liberty to be saved. And when God saves you, He has set you free. And He has given you this freedom. Now notice what He said. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. He said, once you've been free, don't go back to that life." But you have that liberty to go back. But Jesus commanded us not to go back. Jesus commanded us not to go back to that flesh. You go over to verse 13. Only use not the liberty for an occasion to the flesh. When you were lost, you did the things the flesh wanted you to do. You followed the flesh. Anything that old sin nature wanted, you followed it. Once you've been saved, once you've been set free, Jesus said, don't go back to that flesh but you have the right to go back to that flesh. You can call on Jesus today and save you, and you have that right to turn around and go right back into that life and follow that flesh all you want to do. But may I tell you, Jesus gave you a commandment. And it would do us well to follow His commandment. He told us to be not entangled with those things anymore. He told us to get out of those things. Yes, you have that right. Yes, you're not forced to live as a Christian. You're not forced to do the things of a Christian. But by golly, if Jesus saves you, He's worthy to do it. Amen? And I know as Christians, once we get saved, we're not forced to go to church. Well, kids, you are. I was. But as adults, you don't have to go to church. To liberty, you have that decision. You don't have to pray. You don't have to study your Bible. You don't have to do the things that Christians are called to do. But may I tell you, it's worth doing it today. May I tell you that we have the right to go to church, and we also have the right not to go to church. And if you go to church, you will enjoy the benefits of going to church. And if you don't, you will suffer the consequences of not doing what God's called you to do. If you pray every day and you commit yourself unto the Lord, then you'll enjoy the benefits. But if not, you will have to face the consequences. It would do us well to let go of the flesh. It would do us well to not allow this liberty to be the foundation of the flesh. And, and this is where I think we get to as Christians. When we get saved, we have trouble rem- being reminded who's in control. And in our life, we're so used to, well, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do it at this time, and this and this. But when you get saved, you give your life to Jesus. And it's no longer about what you want to do, but it's about what He wants you to do but don't you still have that right? Don't you still have that choice? Just because you can doesn't mean that's the best thing for you to do. Just because you can doesn't mean that's what you need to do. Understand that we have that liberty, but understand we need to move away from the flesh, and we need to walk after the Spirit. I want you to look at a familiar verse in Galatians 2. Are you all with me this morning? Galatians 2 and verse 20. The Bible said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Yes, you have the right to live according to your flesh. You have that liberty to go and do as you used to do before you got saved. But I love what the apostle Paul said. He said, I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God. May I tell you that when you got saved, you died to yourself. And it was no longer about what you wanted and what you needed and what you thought. Then at that moment, at that time when you died to yourself, you died to your pleasures, you died to your thoughts and your wisdom, and you surrendered to the wisdom of God. You surrendered to the thoughts of God. You surrendered yourself to the power of God. May I tell you, it would do us well as Christians to quit thinking about what we want and see what God wants for us. Yes, you have the right not to follow God. But bless God, you have the right to follow Him. And yes, you don't have to follow Him and get in His ways. And yes, you don't have to do that. But if He's bought you and redeemed you and forgave you and cleaned you, why wouldn't you want to? Thirteen years old, I got saved. Twenty years old, it finally clicked. Twenty years old, it finally... It's not not anything else, but I finally came to myself. And I finally died to myself that it's no longer about what I want, but it's about what you want. And I find that found that in every Christian, that there's that time that they got saved, but then there was that time when they finally realized they had that liberty to do either side. But they finally came to themselves and said, you know what, after me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And it would do us well to make that decision this morning. Look in First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter has fallen out of my Bible. I'm going to find it here in a minute. There it is. First Peter chapter 2. I want you to look in verse 16. As free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. When liberty gets in the way, it will become an occasion to the flesh, but also a cloak Of maliciousness. I want you to know that a cloak is a covering or a veil. And maliciousness is sin, basically. Do not allow your liberty to be the cover of a sinful lifestyle, is basically what he's saying here. Do not allow your liberty as a Christian to be the cover for to give you the license to do whatever you want to do. Now may I say this right here and right now that when you get saved by the grace of God, that grace saves you and that grace keeps you saved. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of Christ. There is nothing that can pluck you out of the hand of God. You say, preacher, are you preaching the security of the believer? I sure am. And I believe in the Bible that once you get saved, you're always saved. And I believe if God's power is strong enough to save you, it's strong enough to keep you saved. I am a once saved, always saved Christian. I believe God is a once saved, always saved God. But let me tell you something, that does not give you the license to go sin. It does not give you the liberty to go out and do whatever you want to. And I've heard it my whole life. They have jokes made up about us Baptists. (laughs) Y'all have heard them about drinking and everything else, and and the whole mindset is that we think, since we believe we can keep our salvation, that that gives us the license to go out and live like the devil, because we can't go to hell anymore and we're going to go to heaven. That's not right and that's not true. You do not have the license to go live your life any way you want to. You have the liberty to do it. You have the freedom to make that choice. But as God's people, God has called you from that life. He does not want you to live that life anymore. And understand this this morning, that if you're saved and born again, you don't need to live like you used to. You don't need to talk like you used to. You don't need to hang out where you used to hang out. I love what Brother Chuck sang a few weeks ago after Calvary. After Calvary, he said, after I got to Calvary, it made me a new daddy. It made me a new person. I'm telling you, Calvary will change you today. And boy, us Baptists get in here and we take advantage of the security of the believer. And boy, I'm saved and there ain't nothing I can do about it. There ain't nothing the devil can do about it. I can't pluck myself out of God's hand. So I'm going to live my life any way I want to do it. May I tell you, as Christians, you ought not live like that. God won't give you peace living that kind of lifestyle. He won't give you joy. He won't give you satisfaction. May I tell you, child of God, He's called you to be a peculiar people. He's called you to live according to the standard that He said in His Word. He don't want you to be like everybody else. He doesn't want you to live like the old man. He made us a new creature, a new life, a new song. May I tell you, He is the newness of life. Amen? This liberty does not give us the license to sin. Yes, I have the liberty to go home today and say I quit. I have the liberty to go home and say, Well, Lacey, I'm done being married to you. I'm going down the road. It would be the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. But I have that right. And so do you. But just because you got the right to do it doesn't mean that's what you need to do. And you understand this. Yes, you've got the right and yes, you've got the freedom to live your life any way you want to live it. But you better get ready to live by the consequences of your decisions. And there's a whole lot of us today... That is living in line in the bed that we made years ago. And we're living according to the consequences of the decisions that we made in our life. I sat there to 50 and 60 college and career age this week at church camp. And I said, every decision you make right now could affect you for the rest of your life. Adults, y'all know that, don't you? And I was trying to get it through their thick heads. Listen to me. Listen, everything you do right now could affect you. Yes, you got the liberty to, you can go be a drunk. You can go, you can go be a dopehead. You can go be an adulterer. You can go be whatever you want to be. But there's going to be consequences. And I learned to save people. You can go live that life, but God's never going to give you the pieces of your, of your salvation. You'll never live in the joy of your salvation. You will never be satisfied. Yes, you have that right. Yes, you have that liberty. But may I tell you, you also have the right to walk after Jesus. You also have the right to serve the Lord. We always think, well, man, I don't want to do that. And You know, let's take advantage of this liberty. Let's not take it for granted anymore. It's a privilege to serve the Lord. It's a privilege to come to church. It's a privilege to walk after the things of the Lord and walk after the things of the Bible. It's a privilege to be saved. And we sit around here sometimes, oh poor us. I gotta go to church today. Oh, bless our hearts, I'm telling you. We got it bad, don't we? Oh man, I got to go to BBS today. Bless our hearts. It's a freedom. It's a liberty. It's a privilege. It's an honor to serve the king. It's an honor. Can y'all more people, Amen? Than that, it's an honor, Amen. It's an honor to serve the Lord. It's an honor to walk after Him. Quit allowing the service of God to be bondage in your life. Let it to be a joyous thing to serve the Lord. God's called us from that. I want you to look with me now over in the book of First Corinthians, chapter eight. First Corinthians, chapter eight. Number three, when liberty gets in the way, it becomes a stumbling block to the weak. 1 Corinthians 8 and verse 9, But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to them that are weak. Yes, you have the freedom, and you have the right to live your life any way you want to live it. But don't allow this freedom to become a stumbling block to those that are weak. What does that mean, preacher? To those that are lost. To those who need the Lord. To those who need to see Jesus in your life. And we've said it many times, well, I'll live life any way I want to because it's my life. And you do that, but when you do that, your life will become a stumbling block to the lost. And may I tell you that when we stand before the Lord, the blood of those lost people will be on our hands. May I tell you that if you become a stumbling block to the lost, you will answer to the Lord and their blood will be on your hands. The Bible tells us that their blood will be on your hands. And there's a time that I took liberty and I took freedom. This is my life. I remember 17 years old, I went in one day there with my dad. I said, Dad, I'm a man now. I'm going to make these decisions. I didn't go quite as planned, okay? But I had that right and I had that liberty. And he let me know real quick he was still the man of the house. But I had that right and I had that liberty. And I told God many times, well, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that. And I went and I had the liberty and freedom to live like, like a sinner, to live in this world like a hooligan. I had the liberty to do all of that. But let me tell you something. While I did that, I became a stumbling block. I became a stumbling block. And while I was so selfish in my life and self-centered that I want to do what I want to do, there was people dying and going to hell. And there was people right here, right now that I don't have a witness with. And I'll never be able to share the gospel with because I ruined my testimony. Because I had the right and liberty to do whatever I wanted to do. And that's all right. but understand there's going to be consequences. And those consequences is this. You're going to become a stumbling block. Not only for the people out, but what about your family? Not only for your neighbors, but what about your kids? What about your kids? Yes, you have the right to do whatever you want to. But your kids are watching you. They're listening to you. They're they're following after every step you take. You know why Connor prayed this morning? Because he's heard me pray 10,000 times. He's following in these steps. It's not what I've done right or what I've done good, but I've, I've tried to do the right thing according to the Lord, and He's following after those steps. And whether I make a turn today, and I have the liberty to do that. And you know what? Connor's going to follow right in my steps. Caitlin's going to follow in my steps. Kennedy's going to follow in my steps. I don't need to be a stumbling block for my neighbor. I don't need to be a stumbling block for my kids. I don't need to be a stumbling block for my spouse. I need to live the life that God wants me to live so that I can point everybody to Christ. I want you to look back in our text and we're going to be done. Galatians 5. Galatians 5 and verse 13. And this is how we, we truly allow this liberty to have its way in our life spiritually. In verse 13, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love. Serve one another. The liberty that you have needs to be mixed with love. And if you will have love in your life, we're commanded to love two people. Number one, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. How can we become the Christian that God wants us to be? You mix your liberty with love and you see what happens. You fall in love with Jesus Christ. And when you fall in love with Jesus Christ and you have that liberty to do what you want and to do as you please, then you will find yourself walking after the life of Christ. You mix that love with liberty and liberty with love and you watch what happens. You fall in love with Jesus. And and you get to the point that I'm not serving God out of oppression. I'm not serving God out of habit. I'm not serving God because I have to. I'm serving God because I love Him, because He's been good to me. Not because it's Sunday and that's what you do, but you serve Him out of passion and desire and love. I'll tell you what, sometimes we're like spiritual robots, and I'm the chiefest of sinners. Sometimes I, well, it's Thursday, so I better get a sermon for Sunday, because Miss Denise has got to get it in the bulletin, and it's time again. Shame on me. Shame on me. What a liberty, what a freedom it is to be able to preach God's Word on Sunday morning. What a freedom it is to serve the Lord. If I would fall more in love with Jesus, it wouldn't be near as hard to follow Him. Not only with Jesus, but with our neighbor. And if we would fall in love with Jesus and fall in love with our neighbor and our family and everybody around us, we wouldn't be so self-centered and selfish. And it wouldn't be about us all the time. And we would submit to the ways of God. If we love the Lord thy God with all our hearts, with all our souls, and love our neighbor as unto ourselves, I'm telling you what, you mix that love with liberty and God's going to bless your life. Yes, you have the liberty. To walk out these doors and live any life you want to live. But God has called you to live a life of righteousness. He has called you to be a peculiar people. When are we going to realize that yes, I have a right to do what I want to. But I have a right to be like Jesus. I have the right to follow after this. Do you realize there are Christians in other countries that are losing their life because of this? And it's tough for us to get out of the bed and read it once a week. And people are losing their life and they're losing their liberties for this right here. And I'm going to be honest, I'm the chiefest. I take advantage of my liberty and freedom. Sometimes I, I lose sight of what God has given me and how good it is to be an American. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. You ought to praise God every day for being in America. Amen? You ought to praise God for the liberties that you've been given. But use them for the honor and glory of God. Child of God, He's called you to better things. He's called you to a better life. Yes, you have that liberty to say no. But you also have the liberty to say yes. It's going to be worth it, isn't it? We're talking about that in class. When David asked the question, is there not a cause? Isn't there a reason to keep on going? Absolutely. Man, I'm ready to see Jesus. I don't know about y'all. Man, I'm ready to see the Lord. And I hope He tells you and looks at you and says, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You had had the liberty to do whatever you want to do and you chose to serve me. You're going to be rewarded. You're going to be rewarded. I want you to stand. If you're here this morning and you've never been saved, you have the liberty to say no. You have that right to tell God no. But may I tell you, you're going to have to suffer the consequence of that decision. I want to beg you this morning to be saved. While you have the liberty to say no, bless God, you got the liberty to say yes. Say yes to the Lord.